Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Behind the Sermon podcast, everyone. Today, I'm Pastor Stephen. Uh, today, I'm joined with Pastor Victoria. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and Tammy, who is also... Uh, our Dover admin. Hi, Tammy. Hi, Pastor Victoria. Hello. How are you guys doing? Doing good now. Super <laughs> excited about this. This is our first time talking together. I know, right? Yeah, we, it is. we did have a small technical difficulties this morning, but we worked through it. We are here and we are recording. So. That's awesome. Well, uh, first of all, thank you so much for being here. I think this is our first time me being here talking to you both together. Yep. So yep. that's that's exciting and fun. And uh, going to learn a lot from you guys today, I guess. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we hope. Uh, we hope. We hope. Uh, well, so let's start off, right? Let's start off with this question. Uh what did you guys learn from the sermon this week? Did uh, did something st- stood out to you guys uh, that we can talk through? Because it's weird. I preach the sermon. I'm hosting as well, so you know, I'll I love to ask questions. So, talk to us about what uh, Pastor Victoria. I'll start from with you. Uh, what did God speak to you through? Uh, the sermon this week and uh, what are some of the takeaways? Um, I would definitely say it was just a really good reminder um, of listening to God. Um, I mean, really just being in the practice of it, right? So it is something that I think we have to actively work and practice at doing. Um, And it takes effort on our end. And so it was just a really good reminder of of like, yeah, we, we should be doing this. If you're not, then, you know, here's some practical steps on how to get it done. Um, one thing that I've really been concentrating on lately and that I've been, I guess, hearing God um, <laughs> speak to me is just a lot about um, fruits and bearing fruit and what that looks like and mm. how it happens in our lives and, and things like that. And so I've just been kind of like in a season of coming to understand more about fruit and it was cool that at the very end of um, of your sermon, you tied that right in, right? And you're like, yeah, you want to bear fruit? Like, this is a very critical thing you've got to be doing. You have to be listening to God in order to even bear fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that spoke to me a lot too. That's awesome. That's great. We'll unpack it more after we hear from Tammy. Well, just a note on um, that, Victoria, like you you speaking about fruit and like listening. And one of the things that stood out to me was the percentage you said, like 55% of the time we're listening. And it was like, whatever whatever we listen to, whether it's negative or positive, it depends on what kind of fruit we're bearing. So if we're listen, listening to negative things about ourselves personally or things from the world or whatever, we're going to produce bad fruit. You know, and that so that makes a really good point. And like listening to positive things, you know, or even trying to listen to God, um, it's just you know we're going to have good fruit from that. So that's a really good point that just made me when I was looking at the percentage that you had wrote down from yesterday. Um, but one of the things that really stood out to me was when you were talking about Samuel, and he, kept, um, you had said that he had heard from God and he responded, "God, I'm listening," but he had to be told 
It's not me. It is God that's talking to you. So it's like, sometimes I think we have to be reminded that when we think of things, it's not ourselves. It is God. And we have to remind, you know, sometimes we have to be told. Yeah, uh, that is so true. And even like writing this sermon was kind of like a wake up call, right? Because you're, you're doing this for a while. You're in the church, uh, you work at the church, you know, you do church stuff, you know, you just get into the routine of things and stuff like that. Uh, but it's really a wake up call. Hey, are you really listening? Like what, as you, as you mentioned, that's a really good point. Like when you listen to the bad stuff or when you listen to the things that are not from God, the, the fruit that you bear and produce is that kind. It is so important to know that, Hey, like if you're listening to junk, what you produce, even if you're a good person, right? I can be a good person and still produce junk like bad fruit. And I think it's really important to know, like, you know, just talking, it reminded me that Judah, Judas, you know, disciple of Jesus, he was with Jesus doing ministry, right? He was just doing, seeing Jesus move, Jesus heal, Jesus do ministry. And yet his heart was not right. So he betrayed Jesus, you know? So yeah, you can be with, you can come to church, you can do all these things, you can be, you know, in the name of Jesus, right? In the name of Jesus, oh, God sp spoke to me about this. All right, let me share this. You can do all that stuff, but yet fall through knowing, oh my gosh, my fruit didn't bear because your heart is not right. You know, so I think it is really, really key to know what you, that's why I said, what you feed into your soul will produce it. Whatever that may look like, whatever, uh, good or bad, it will, it will start producing, even if, even without you knowing it, right? Your character changes, your attitude changes, your, uh, how you treat your spouse or friends and, you know, colleague all changes because, something is not right in your soul. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, on that note, I would say that that's so true. And it's true beyond um, even just the church, right? Beyond even just scripture and what we're looking at. One thing that's really big and has been becoming um, like just more and more apparent. And I know on social media, so really young people have been exposed to it. And it's affirmations and daily affirmations. And, um, you know, saying these positive things are going to make you feel better or proclaiming these positive things. I'm, I'm going to make a million dollars. I'm going to make a million dollars. It's going to make you make a million dollars. And so there's people who hear this and who, who do it. And they're like, oh yeah, if I wake up every single morning, you know, stare at myself in the mirror, tell myself that I'm beautiful and I'm loved and I'm worthy, then... Like, I'm going to start feeling better about myself. And yes, there's, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it. Um, of course, those things are going to make you feel better. You're telling yourself these awesome, these good things that and we're going to, you know, biblically speaking, like, yes, you are beautiful. You are worthy. Like, you are God's creation, right? You add God into it, it becomes even more um, true. And you see 
people doing these things and they stop believing these lies that they've heard or maybe thought about themselves. And all of a sudden they begin to have this like improvement in their life. Right. And for them, they think like, I know like a big things that are happening out there right now is like, oh yeah, it's just like the power of the good or it's the universe or it's like all these other things. When in reality, you stop and you think about it and you're like, no, 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 you're professing these real truths over yourself that actually align with what God's put out there. And that's that's why you're starting to feel better. If anything, they could fall into a situation like Samuel where they start to hear God's voice, but they don't even know what's God speaking to them yet, right? And they need like an Eli to come to them and say, hold up, that's not me. That's not you. That's God and God speaking to you. Um, and so that's one thing that I started thinking of too, is that the world has started making this shift as well of what they feed to themselves. Um, and whether they know it or not, they're making this shift and and it's almost like drawing them closer in some ways, not always, but in right. some ways it's aligning them more with the truths that are out there from from God. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, I had a couple of talks last week with a couple of like young adults and and just trying to make them understand all the aspects of it. Like, you know, hey, you know, you can, it's kind of like tying up with what you said, uh, Pastor Victoria. It's just, you can, you can say all these things, uh, you know, I'm called, I'm chosen, I'm, I'm forgiven, all the, I'm righteous, uh, you know, all the things that Bible says, and yet not believe it in your heart. You know, like it's, you can just say it for the, sake of saying it you know to just make yourself better all right yeah i'm chosen yeah i'm righteousness i'm righteous i'm forgiven my sins are washed away and yet live in that you know so it's a uh, it's a two different different areas so like and it's all also important right that's why uh, the key verse matthew 11 15 he says, "Who he who has hears, let them hear, listen, and understand." Because even those times, there were people who said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, uh, I see what you're saying, I see, uh, you know, the meaning of it," but never listened to what Jesus was teaching or talking through. And I think even for us, this, uh, even at this age. Uh, like, you know, it's important that we just don't hear the word of God or hear what God speaks, but uh, listen, really. And what happens, right? What what entices with listening? There's one key thing that entices with listening is obedience. All right? Because if you're not obedient to his word, you don't listen. So... If you if you really listen, you do it. So there's an outcome of it, of listening. Uh, Abraham, when uh, God asked him to sacrifice his son, he just did it. When he said, hey, leave this place and go to the promised land that you have not seen yet, he just went. You know, uh, he, he just went. Uh, there is always outcome in obeying God. Uh, uh is there any any areas in your life where uh or in your personal life that you've seen like 
God, like God spoke to you? Any personal experiences when you like truly heard God's voice? What was the situation look like? Like any of you? Um, I knew this question was going to happen. So I was thinking about it before <laughs> getting on the podcast. I, I was like, let me think. Um, and it is something I, I did like have to stop and think about, right? One of the times that I can say I most clearly heard God speak, and maybe it's a little bit too cliche, but it's just the truth, um, was in calling me to ministry. And so I would not be here today. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today if it wasn't for God very clearly calling me into ministry. Um, oftentimes I'll tell people, you know, like I ended up going to Bible college, but what they don't know is that my senior year of high school, I had applied to all different kinds of colleges. I was ready to go and pursue my own passions, my own desires. I was going to um, pursue dancing and try to make like a professional career out of that. And so when I tell people that, they're like taken back from it and they're like, wait a minute, what? And I'm like, yeah. And then I heard God tell me to go to Bible college and <laughs> everything changed from there. Right. Um, wow. And what started as an initial like, all right, God, like I want to submit to you and like obey you and, and do what you want. So I had signed up for this one-year program um, at a college and I was like, God, I'm going to give you one year of my life. And it's during that year, like you can tell me what you want me to do. If you don't tell me, like I'll just go off and, and find something else. Um, and so I, I did that. I did. I listened to him throughout that year and it was the summer of that year. So it was like the year had ended school-wise. I was part of a ministry team. We're doing ministry and I'm at a camp. And God had a moment with me. And when I clearly heard him speak and he was like, you're not done yet. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not done yet. I'll give you more than one year. So I gave him another, I signed up for, I actually gave him more than one year. And I signed up to kind of finish my degree and get a bachelor's. Um, and then that following, so it was one summer, one year later at the same exact camp, um, on the same ministry team again, I'm having, I'm at the camp, I'm working and all. And I had another moment with God and he very clearly told me, this is what you're going to be doing. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I was serving at a youth camp and I understood like, I'm going to be working in youth ministry. Um, and so those very clear moments with God are basically what set me on this path that I'm on today. Not what I imagined I would be doing. Not like what my high school senior mind even desired to be doing. Um, but I have not looked back ever since. And I've been so thankful that he clearly spoke to me and told me what I should be doing. And it was from the desire to hear him to speak and the submitting and like allowing him to speak, right? Even though I, just like you said in your sermon, I was scared of what he could say. I could have, you know, potentially like not even wanted to do what he wanted me to do. But I listened and then I obeyed, right? And so here I am today, you know, I have a job at a church. I get to speak into the lives of young people. And honestly, where God's put me today is where I never would have even imagined I would be. So like 19-year-old me would look at where I am today and be like, oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> and just taken back. Right. Um, and so that's that's my like, God clearly spoke to me and and showed me this. So That's awesome. And I think like, what you were saying was connected to my first point of importance of listening. Uh, uh, it was listening leads your destiny. Yes. You know, so it is actually so true. It's so true. Uh, you, When you keep listening to God, that will push you to your destiny. Uh, it's the same thing, me being here. Uh, like I never, never, I never had a passion to pastor. My 
I I knew my calling was missionary. I did missions for like good amount of years. I lived in all over the world doing missions and ministry and never and I never even prayed to be a pastor. Pastoring a church. I never prayed. But it, it was just out of that, you know, uh finishing Bible college for years asking God what's next and he dropped Pastor Nate's name in my heart. Just I knew I knew him, not knew him, but I he came to Bible college to preach. Not him like he came with another pastor. And I'm like, all right, he's a celebrity pastor. Let me friend him on Facebook as every college people does. <laughs> so I <laughs> I friended him on Facebook and that was it. That's it. We never had a conversation, but then that that semester I was praying and fasting and asking what's what's next for me and my wife and our ministry. And he just dropped past Nate's uh, name. And I kept praying and just texted him, hey, you know, is that, do you know any church that are willing to hire and blah, blah, blah. And he just started a conversation there. And then last thing I know, I'm hired as a pastor. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like, kidding me? Like moving from Maine to here. Uh, and it was just God ordained, right? God ordained. I never thought myself being in this position, like planting another church. I never knew how I had the skills. I never knew I was capable of doing it, especially not in my own country. You know, so with all that, like all the difficulties and all that stuff, I never knew. But when you just, just listen to God, right? It just, God just does it for you. Uh, even moving to Bethlehem, it was, it was hard, you know, just going to a random place, dragging all your, uh, like dragging all the family, kids, you know, and just, leaving all the comfort of friends, family that we created, we had in Plymouth and just go random place where nobody's there. But, you know, we, we clearly heard it's time. It's time. And this is your move. And just as you said, uh, you know, like it's, it's sometimes it's hard, but God leads us through that destiny, through that promised land. Sometimes in the wilderness is where God speaks to you. Like he's preparing you for your destiny. He's He's molding you. He's shaping you. He's, he's making you aware that, hey, yeah, it is uncomfortable, but this is where I speak and you can listen to me carefully. You know, so because you have no help. <laughs> you have no help. So that's kind of my... Um, latest you know listening portions of how god leads us and our family to our destiny i know this is not it there's more that uh needs to be done and coming but it's it's growing and it, we know god is god is with us so tammy do you have it do you have something like that that you well, can share um yeah so when i was younger um, you know, you always pray for your future spouse and praying that God sends them. And 
I was 20 and I'm like, I'm never going to get married. I'm so old because everybody around me were getting, was getting married. My people I knew were getting married at young and I'm 20 thinking I'm already going to be an old maid. And I just remember praying, God, send me somebody, send me somebody that, that would be perfect for me, you know, tall, dark, and hence I'm like putting down everything that I wanted. And I just remember being at church praying. God spoke to me and said, when you meet him, you will be his treasure and his gift. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so then I started dating my husband and we were dating for about three months. And he goes, you know, I was praying about you the other day and God told me that you were my treasure, a gift for me on earth. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it was like, he confirmed it. And it was like, and that's like, that like was the first time like I actually could see God mm. orchestrate something for me in my life. And that was, yeah. Wow. You know? That's, uh, that was cool. That and is I love cool. When I think about like, even like when I look back, like God had his hand on like just so many different things in our lives and we didn't, didn't even realize it, you know? And like, like I homeschooled, I never thought I was going to homeschool my kids, you know, but Mm -hmm. that he puts that passion inside of me, you know, that desire. And it's like, you just, it's just, God is just, he works so good. You know what I mean? And he works differently for every single one of us. And that's what I just think is so cool. Yeah. Uh, What an awesome God we serve. Yeah. You know, and it's like, one of the things is like, I was looking through and it's it's like, why can't I hear God? You know, I think we hear God, but we don't like what God has to say sometimes, a lot of the times. So we we think it's, oh, that's my thought, you know? Right. And and I know that I do that sometimes as well, or a lot, I should say. (laughs) Right. Like, uh, we don't... the, here's the thing. We don't expect what we need from God. Yeah. Like we we have an expectation that God will speak. All right. Yeah, Stephen Johnson, this is for you. No, God has something else, but we don't accept it. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, yeah, it that is common, right? That's so common. And then we just, uh, as you mentioned, Tammy, we just create that. Oh, that's my... That's my head, my thought, maybe, because we are afraid to accept what he has for us because we know when when we say yes, then there's a process that goes with it. It's not always an easy yes. Like that's how God works. It's not always an easy yes. There is a process that comes with it. Uh, it might be good. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes, you know, you got to, yeah, you got to go through like, uh, I was just thinking it's been like uh, more than five years since we met Rinku's parents. And it's hard. It's hard for us because mm-hmm. in our culture, our parents and us, we are so tight. Like we share everything. We, you know, like it's so tight. It's so tight. So like not seeing them, not being with them for this long, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's always we tempt. We are tempted to go back. Hey, let's go. And then we we are reminded of our call. We are reminded of the mission, why we're here, why we're doing what we're doing, you know, and then we got to shift that. Oh, gosh. All right. So it's painful sometimes. It's it's hard sometimes. Uh, but the beauty of it is we see salvation happens. We see 
uh, a location that we started with four people, me, my wife, and Salen and Zarafin, grow to, you know, 36 plus people. You know, so that is the beauty of it. But as I mentioned, God, God did not show me that big picture. Sometimes we want to see that big picture. God, show show us, show us, please, show us, uh, show us how fancy it will look, be looking, show us how good it is, or show me the carrier path that I need to take, or you know whatever, and then I'll start listening to you. Or then I'll start, you know, accepting what you have. I'm listening, but I'm not. Ex- I'm not ready to accept because I know the process involved. So I think it is important to know. Hey, God works the opposite way. God says, "Hey, can you listen to me so I can, I can take you through the wilderness journey and show you the green pastures, and know that hey, this is what I I have for you." You know. So I think that is neat to just kind of keep in your back pocket or back, you know, like just as a reminder every now and then, hey, when it's hard uh, and when it's like, it does not make sense, make sure like you're tuning in and listening because maybe God is waiting for your obedience to show the bigger picture. Yeah. Um, in looking at the the example you gave us with Samuel um, and God calling him, you don't see God like fully say everything he wants to say until Samuel responds to God, right? So Samuel kept going to Eli and being like, yo, why are you calling me? Why are you waking me up in the middle of the night? And it wasn't until Eli's like, no, 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 that's not me. Next time it happens, say, hey, Lord, here I am. Obviously, it was all ad lib. And <laughs> then it's finally when... God calls Samuel. Samuel's like, okay, here I am. I'm listening, right? And he shows that willingness to to have his ears open, to be listening. And then God tells him everything else. Um, and I think the same thing is is applicable to us, right? We have to be willing. We have to show God that we're eager, that we're ready to listen. And then he'll continue to speak into our lives. Right. Yeah, it is. it is really key. Really key to move forward with your life. Really key to move forward with your marriage. Really key to raising your kids. You know, just listening. Just one factor it that goes that plays an important role in our daily basis. Listening, listening should be like the priority. Like, hey, all right, God, like my ears are tuned. Wake up in the morning. My ears are tuned for what you have. Uh, whether it's listening from you or speaking to somebody else or prophesying over somebody else. You got to have your listening skills tuned in. Uh, I had another example that I wanted to share Uh, as an audio engineer. I went to school for it as an audio engineer. They make you listen to some frequencies that your ears should be tuned to listening. And there's a test that you need to pass. So you're in a, sitting in a room and they play frequencies and you got to write down what frequency it is. And so my ears right now, if something goes off in like sound wise, I'm really my ears, even without me knowing it, it just catches. All right, that is bad. So I go to the board and cut it, you know? So because 
I trained my ears for it, you know? So I think it's it's necessary in our lives to train our our spiritual ears and our physical ears to listen to what God has for our lives and and uh, not just our lives, even sometimes God uses, you know, people like us to speak life over other people that they're not, they're not even there yet. So, uh, you know, a boy like Samuel was called the greatest prophet, you know, and he had to go through that journey, but it was Eli saying, Hey, <laughs> Next time, just say, you know, so he was speaking life over him. So I think even us, we speak, God uses us to speak life over other people that they're not there yet. So, yeah. Uh, anything else quick? Uh, I know this um, is... I just thought of that illustration. Like we, like when you have kids and you're in a room and you yell their name or you speak to them, they know your voice. They hear you. We need to be like that. Like when God speaks to us, we need to be like, Oh, my father's talking to me. You know, we need to be able to recognize that like our, our children do for us. Right. It is really important, right? Because it's uh, orals, like our next generation, even Pastor Victoria, as you mentioned, like, you know, when you speak life over the next generation, they are the next generation. Mm -hmm. uh, if we don't, if they don't recognize that in us, they're lost. Right. If 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 we are not in tune with hearing God for them and showing them, hey, listen, I know you're going through things. Like I have multiple instances where people are like, What? How did he know it? Like, how did he know it? I just have to point my finger and say, God, God spoke to me about it. But not to condemn you or not to make you hate the church or hate me, but I'm I'm just saying because God loves you. God wants to say he cares for you. That's that's the only reason. And then they'll be like, oh, wow. How can he know all these details? You know, so, you know, sometimes it's that. And I know they're coming back because they know this is a church that listens to God. You know, and just one act, one text or one caring message blows people's mind of how good God is, how much God cares for other people, you know? So any, any other thoughts? We have eight minutes. So any other thoughts that, uh, that you want to share? Um, I think we should talk about like what to do to listen to God. Right. So we obviously talked about the, the things that'll happen, like if you don't listen, the things that can happen when you do listen. Um, but one thing I think some of us might have walked away thinking is like, okay, well, I want to do this more. Like, how? What? What can I start doing? Right? And I think that there are great things that um, that you can do. I mean, for one, like we already talked about, be like Samuel. All you have to do is tell God, like, hey, I'm here. I'm listening. Um, and that's that's real. Like God will will hear that, and He can begin to speak into your life. Um, because you're you're showing him, you're telling him that you're ready for him to speak, right? And so I think that that's important, that we should pray about it. We should tell God, literally, I'm ready to hear you. Um, speak to me and show him that willingness. 
Um, but I know something else that I kind of remembered in thinking about all of this that I learned back when I was in college was um, it was something called a day of solitude. And so it sounds kind of somber, um, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be. Um, and basically, it was meant to um, to get us to a place where we're trying to be more attuned to God, right? And so the whole concept of it was for you to take an entire day, like a whole 24-hour period that you spend alone, that you disconnect from everything, and you just spend time you and God. Whether that's you being in silence, whether that's you being in scripture, um, you you know going for a walk and admiring God's creation, allowing Him to speak to you in those moments as well, you know all of the above. You could do all those things, um, and I remember doing it and it being such a blessing to me when I had gone through it. Um, I can't say I really did it after, like ever since then. It's something I probably should do again, um, but it's something I would definitely recommend is taking that time to just completely disconnect from everything. Because like you mentioned in your um, in your sermon, we're listening the, that whole percentage of time, right? 50, 50% of the time, I think. And, um, but we're also, where, where we're living in today's day, we're listening to so much more than just like other people talking, but we're listening to everything on social media. We're listening to, you know, things that we're watching and, and there's just so much impacting us. So when we take that time to disconnect, I think we really do allow ourselves and open ourselves up even more to hearing God. Right. And also, I know we have five more minutes, uh, but also like that's a great way to just uh, pause the day and just listen. A prayer is another way. Uh, reading your scriptures, reading Bible is another way. God speaks through, you know, reading, just reading, reading your Bible. So like us writing sermons, that's that's how we write sermons, <laughs> you know, when scripture pops in and just we meditate on it, ask God to reveal things and speak to us. And, you know, that's another way. Uh, some of the ways prayer, take your time, uh, you know, cut out everything from your external world and try to focus on what God asks. Uh, especially right now, we're doing 21 days of prayer, you know, so take those times to pray, uh, maybe you're fasting, you're not fasting, whatever that may look like. Just, you know, take that time to soak in and listen and hear. And uh, uh, if you want to do fasting, do it. Uh, skip a meal, do those things and practice those things and see what God and can do. And I know there will be awesome testimonies that will be coming out because our God is not dead. He's a God still uh, does miracles and wanting to do miracles in our lives. So uh, those are some ways, prayer, uh, taking time off from your natural world to sit down with God, uh, reading scriptures, and uh, uh, sometimes listening to Christian music, uh, you have that thought. But I recommend like prayer, uh, Bible reading, let that be let that be your daily routine uh before we close out is there anything that you guys recommend books or any podcast anything that you read before or like never really think of any of the books i've read <laughs> uh i have one book i recommend it's uh whisper how to hear 
The Voice of God by Mark Batterson. He's a really good, good uh, author. Um, and uh, it, it speaks... It speaks of, uh, it explores seven distinct ways God speaks to his people. And also they have like real life examples and practical ways. So that's one way, that's one book. Uh, Pastor Victoria, do you have any? Um, not? No, not specifically. I would just reiterate what you said in scripture um, because it, it honestly, we believe that it's God breathed, right? God right. has spoken in through scripture. And so, Oftentimes what I tell young people um, in teaching them is you want to hear God, open up your Bible. Like he's already spoken to you. It's right there. Right. Yeah. Bible is a great way. It's a great book to read and soak in. Uh, you get a lot out of it. Uh, all right. So thank you so much. I hope this is a blessing. If you have any questions, comments, just make sure you reach out to one of our pastors and. Um, uh, we will love to guide you through the process uh, or exploring Jesus. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for to joining in with me today. And I hope uh, you have a blessed day. God bless. Bye. Bye. Bye.